0: Good morning, everybody. First Sunday in March, Holy Communion. The blood blood that that Jesus shed shed for for me me way way back on Calvary. Hallelujah. The blood that gives me strength strength. every day today it will never lose it's the Sunday change experience it reaches to the highest mountain. mountain hallelujah And it flows to the lowest valley. Come on in, everybody. The blood that gives me strength every day of my life. From day to day, it will never, never lose its pride. It's the first Sunday in March. My goodness. Ooh, it soothes, my soothes my doubts and calms my fears. Hallelujah. And it dries all my tears. Glory to God. Hey! Crystal Washington, opening us up today, from day to day, it will never, never lose, hallelujah. Come on, sing it with us, well it reaches to the highest mountain, yes it does, And then it flows to the lowest, lowest valley. Mm, The blood that gives me strength. Every day of my life, from day to day, it will never, never lose. It's high. Good morning, everybody. Come on in. Hey. It reaches to the high. Come on, sing with me. And it flows to the lowest valley. Hallelujah. The beloved that gives me strength. Every day of my life, Mm -hmm. it'll never lose, it'll never lose, it will never lose lose. its power. Welcome to the Sunday Change Experience, and this is the first Sunday in a brand new month, the month of March. It's going to be a great, great, great uh, month. We thank God for it, giving praise and glory and adoration for everything that he is doing in our lives. Thank God for you being back on our online church celebration, our worship Celebration, and we are ready to get into some good word today on this communion Sunday. I'm going to remind you at the top of uh, the, the live today to go and get your communion elements if you don't have them already. Ready, you need a, a juice and some bread or a liquid and a solid, whatever you can get to represent the uh, broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, get those ready. And we're going to be celebrating the Lord's table on today. I want to thank you so much for joining us and for being our guest. If you're visiting with us for the first time, uh, I want to say welcome to the Living Word family. Welcome to all of our partners. Welcome to our friends. Welcome to all of our Living Word members. Just everyone who may be on wherever you are all across the country and on our global network all over the world. I want to go say good morning as I do every Sunday to my beautiful wife, Lady Don Michelle Brown, my daughter, online campus minister, Sierra Brown, and my son, online campus minister, Justin Brown. Good morning also to our first assistant, Pastor C, we call him, Pastor Clayton Rory Jr., and your lovely wife, Uh, Elder Robin, good morning to Miss April J, who is the founder and CEO of a media company called WPB Media Networks, and she is rocking and rolling, and God has been good to her, and as a result, she's been good to us, allowing us to join her on all of her networks and all of the podcasts. We are welcoming everybody who's watching or listening. I don't know if you know it or not, but Living Word has a brand new mailing address. We had to get out of that old mailing address. We are having some challenges, as many people do, with uh, the uh, United States Postal Service, (laughs) my God. And if you work for the United States Postal Service, God bless you, may strengthen you and keep you. But boy, do we have some challenges with the post office. So we got out of there We had a a mailbox number that a lot of people didn't like. It was triple sixes in there and two five. So we got out of there. We don't have to use that anymore. We have a brand new mailing address. I'll share that with you at the close of today's live. If you don't already have it, we'll give that to you. And uh, we also have Pastor Clayton Rory going to have some announcements for you. A few happy birthdays as we greet those people who are celebrating their birthday in the month of March. My uh, mom, who's gone on to be with the Lord, her birthday was in the month of March. Her mother, my grandmother, her birthday was in the month of March. My brother Joseph, his birthday was also in the month of March. There's a lot of March birthdays. We'll be celebrating with you and naming your name if, uh, if we have gotten to you. Today, I want to share with you from the subject, The Meal That Heals. We've been talking about that for many, many years, and uh, God just gives us fresh, uh, word and revelation on that. So we're going to get it in, get into it today as we go to the word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses uh, 24 and 25. That's 1 Corinthians 11, 24 and 25. It says, and when he had given thanks, that's Jesus, he break it, that's talking about the bread, and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. <clears throat> this do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you on this beautiful Lord's Day, the first Sunday of a brand new month. Thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning, the breath to be fresh in our lungs. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to use our limbs, the activity of our limbs. Thank you, God, for life. Thank you for the ability to come before you and be blessed by the word of the Lord. We ask you to anoint me to share the word and anoint the the ears of those who are listening and watching to hear what the spirit has to say to the church on this beautiful Sunday, and we'll give you the praise for it. We'll give you the honor, and we'll give you all the glory, for we ask these blessings in the name that is above every name, Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, God, first, he established the covenant that he has with us, his covenant with man, back in uh, the Old Testament. He established his covenant with us, as our provider, as our great provider. And this provision that comes to us from God includes spiritual provision, it includes financial provision, it includes emotional provision, it includes physical needs, the things we need in life, and it includes our physical health, our physical healing, I should say, all provided by God. And when we look in the word of God, the first reference that we find on healing is uh, when Abraham prayed for King Abimelech and his wife. They were having problems having kids. They, They couldn't have any children. But after prayer, nine months later, the Bible says it uses the term according to the time of life. And we know that's nine months. The king's wife, Mrs. Abimelech gave birth. Hallelujah. So whatever was going on with her body, God supernaturally healed her to the point where she could give life. And then when we look at the next reference to God's healing power, it's found in the book of Exodus where God made a healing covenant with the entire nation of Israel. And that's where we come in a little bit later on down the road. After they came out of Egypt, Jesus, God made a covenant, I should say, uh, with uh, the children of Israel. God said, watch this, this is very important. He says, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, let me say that again. If, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Glory to God. Amen, I like that. I am the Lord that healeth thee, God announced that He is the God that heals. He gave the announcement of one of His uh, supernatural names, one of His covenant names. I am the God that healeth thee. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. And we look throughout the Old Testament. There's uh, several redemptive names of God, names that reveal the character and the nature of God. And uh, I'm going to give you six of them. There is Jehovah Jireh. We all know that one. God will provide. Hallelujah. Then there's Jehovah Shalom. God, our peace. Then there's Jehovah Sidcanu. Hallelujah. God, our righteousness. Then there's Jehovah Shammah, God is present, or God is here, or God is there, Jehovah Shammah. Then there's Jehovah Elyon, God, our high priest. Then there's Jehovah Rapha, which we'll talk about today, God, our healer. Amen. Isn't that exciting? All of those redemptive names of God, God can be, I am that I am, whatever you need, God will reveal himself in that nature and in that characteristic and that character to you at the time that you need him. The Hebrew word rapha means literally to stitch something that's been torn. Hallelujah. To stitch something that's been torn or completely repairing something that needs mending. Doesn't that sound like healing? Doesn't that sound like the healing power of God putting back together something that needs to be repaired? That's God. That's Jehovah Rapha. And figuratively, that means to cure someone, to heal someone. I am the God that healeth thee. Back in in Egypt, there were many diseases and sicknesses that could easily spread like a plague throughout uh, the entire population of the land. And uh, the scriptures declare in the book of Psalms that he brought them forth, talking about the children of Israel, also with silver and gold. And there was not, listen, there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Hallelujah. Now you've heard many, many different, Figures about the total number of people that were in the uh, the tribes of the Jew- the children of Israel. Uh, scholars, biblical scholars, can't agree on a specific number, but they go anywhere from six hundred thousand men, without counting the women and the children, all the way up to three million people who came out of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea, marching uh, jubilantly marching in victory, marching, giving glory to God for his amazing deliverance out of that uh, bondage. And the Bible says none of them was sick. There was not a feeble one among the tribe, almost 3 million people, and everybody was healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. That's a good place to shout. Three million people and not one feet, not one sick one among their tribes. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want you to remember that very important word that I emphasized just a few minutes ago. That was part of the covenant between God and man. The word was if. It's very important. If. God says, if you do something, then. I will do something. So that means that there were certain conditions to what God would do. In the covenant, there were conditions to what God would do in the old covenant, that you had to do something in order for God to do something. He said, if you will do this, if you will do this, if you'll do that, if you'll fulfill this, if you'll obey in this covenant, instance and that instance and the other. He says, then I will come through and fulfill my part of the covenant. If you fulfill your part of the covenant, God said, then I'll fulfill my part of the covenant. But folks, there's good news. Listen to this. When we came over to the new covenant under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the new covenant, we operate totally differently under the new covenant than we do in the old covenant. We operate now under grace and not under the law. The dispensation in which we operate now as children of God is the dispensation of grace. We're no longer held to all of the laws of the old covenant. And you'll remember, the children of Israel couldn't keep the covenant. They had problems trying to keep that covenant. Nobody could keep it. And then the rule was, if you broke one, you broke them all. That's what Jesus said. They couldn't keep all those rules. They had, they didn't have the capacity to do it. That's why they, they kept having to have those lambs slain and offered up as a sacrifice for their sins. They didn't have the capacity to fulfill all of those old covenant laws. Aren't you glad that you and I Live under the new covenant? Come on now. Aren't you glad we live under the new covenant? We're in a, the book of Hebrews says, it's not only a new covenant, it's a better covenant. Better covenant, it's based off better principles and it rewards us with better promises. Let's talk about that. So under grace, there is, listen, there's nothing for us to do. This is really difficult for a lot of people as the grace message is uh, coming to the forefront in the body of Christ, a lot of people have a hard time with this. They just can't understand it, that there's nothing that we can do, nothing that we are required to do because Jesus did it all. He paid it all. So it's very difficult for a lot of people to to understand that there is nothing under the, the, the covenant of grace, there's nothing for us to do in order to be recipients of the promises of God. Why? Because Jesus did it. And we stand not on, not in our own righteousness, we stand in the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's nothing that we gotta do. We don't have to perform. We, we, we don't have to fulfill our part of the obligation because Jesus fulfilled our part. Of the obligation. It was done for us by Jesus. And so now, listen, all we have to do is accept the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. That's all we have to do, but but believe it and receive it by faith. God, I thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for everything He did on that cross. And when He said it is finished. That means there's nothing that any other human being can do. If there were something that we could do, we would have done it. We couldn't have done it. We didn't qualify. That's why God sent Jesus and Jesus paid the full price. When you pay the full price, nobody has to pay any more. If the full price has been paid, there's nothing else you can pay to get it. All you have to do is accept it and receive it and glorify God for it. Christ, the Bible says, redeemed us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. Christ has redeemed us, paid the price for the curse of the law. The Bible says curse is everything that's that's hanged on a tree. Jesus hung on a tree. There's nothing left for you and I to do except to say, thank you, Lord, receive it, believe it, and walk in it. Hallelujah. What a a great deal that is. And we, we walk in the fullness of grace, knowing that Jesus took care of the sin problem. Jesus took care of the sin problem. Aren't you glad that you don't have to pay for that sin problem, that Jesus paid it all? Jesus took care of the sin problem And listen, sin no longer reigns over you and I. That's what the Apostle Paul taught in the Word of God. Sin no longer reigns over you and I. Why? Because we've been, listen, made righteous. Our righteousness is no good. It's like filthy rags. We couldn't come up to the standard. But we've been made to be righteous through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? That means every time God looks us up, looks at us, he sees us through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the same as looking at Jesus. He's not looking at you. He's looking at Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. Glory to God. Amen. And uh, the Bible says, whom the Son has made free, whom the Son has set free is... Free indeed, that means sure enough, free altogether, 100%, hallelujah, free to the glory of God the Father. Now, you're always going to have people say, well, that means you can do anything you want to do and uh, just get away with it. No, listen, that doesn't mean that we're incapable of sinning. No, we still have the capacity to sin. But it means, listen, that under grace, when we do sin, Watch this, we have an advocate, a lawyer, an attorney, a representative with the Father. That's Jesus Christ, the Lord, who goes before us and says to him, Father, I paid the sin penalty for them. What do we have to do? Here's what we have to do. The Bible says all we gotta do is confess our sin, confess our sin, seek forgiveness, and it happens immediately. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is the covenant that you and I are living under. That is the excitement of uh, Holy Communion because Holy Communion, what it does is it reminds us of who we are. We are recipients of the grace of God. We are recipients of, Of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that constant knowledge, that constant knowledge keeps us conscious of being free from sin, keeps us conscious of our righteousness. We're not conscious of sin, we're not sin conscious. We are conscious of our righteousness through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we play that song The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley, as long as the blood of Jesus is covering us, we're covered to the end of the world. Amen. Not only are our sins forgiven, this is good now, but we are healed because of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're healed of not one or two, but all 39 categories of sickness and disease we are healed of those diseases. Folks, we need to walk in that as believers. We need to walk in the knowledge that we are healed of every sickness and disease that the enemy can bring on the earth. We are healed of it to the glory of God the Father. That's why Jesus said, as often as you do it, as often as you partake of Holy Communion, he says, do it in remembrance of me do it to remind yourself that Jesus has paid the price for our sin and Jesus has paid the price for our healing. Glory to God. To be saved comes from the Greek word sozo. It means to be made whole. We are totally made whole when we're in Jesus. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a brand new creation that never before existed glory to God. And that new creation is healed because of the covenant that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that in the the, the first century church, the early church, that they celebrated Holy Communion daily? They celebrated the Lord's table daily. The Bible says they went from house to house and broke bread. That wasn't wasn't just eating. That was celebrating Holy Communion. You study it out, you'll find out that what was happening was they'd go from house to house and they would not only eat, but with regularity after their meal, you know what they'd do? Receive of the Lord's table. Receive Holy Communion. And as a result of it, they stayed with a righteousness consciousness. As a result of it, They were not prone to get involved in sin. As a result of it, they walked in divine health and healing to the glory of God the Father because they partook of Holy Communion, the Lord's Table, every day. We have people now, we take it once a month. People are like, oh, here here we go again, doing a, a, a communion once a month. They did it every day, every day. We still have people now saying, huh, here we're going to do communion again. This is just monotonous. It's monotonous to be reminded that you're free from sin. It's monotonous to be reminded that you're free from sickness and disease. The devil is alive. It ain't monotonous. Folks, thank God for our privilege to partake of the Lord's table. We don't want to be ridiculous. (laughs) Amen. We don't want to sound like something's wrong with us in our minds. We need to take Holy Communion. Jesus said, as often as you do it, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of the covenant that you and I have. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive of the Lord's table? Are you ready to receive of Holy Communion today? Get your elements ready. Go get your solid, go get your liquid, and let's get ready. For Holy Communion. Let's get Crystal Washington back in here to sing the blood as we prepare to receive Holy Communion. I have my elements right here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As often as you do it, you're doing it in remembrance of me. And the price that I paid that all of humanity can be free from sin and healed from the tops of their heads and the soles of their feet. The Bible says on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it. And Father, as we receive communion, there's no time or distance across these ether waves, television, podcasts, live. Father, we thank you that your body was broken for us so that we can be healed, so we can walk in divine health, so that sickness and disease would not come upon us as it came upon the Egyptians. We praise you for that. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, he broke it, and he said, receive it together. Let's take it together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we speak divine health over everyone that is receiving today. Divine health. Everything that's happening in our bodies that we don't even know of. Sickness and disease, we curse you. Like Jesus cursed the fig tree, it dried up from the roots. And we thank you, Father, that the manifestation of divine healing... taking place in our bodies. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive that healing. The manifestation of it. Jesus paid the price. Let's enjoy divine health. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And in the same manner, he took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the New Testament in my blood, which was shed for you. And because he shed his blood for us, He separated sin from us. As far as the east is from the west. And the east and the west never meet. He took our sins and placed them in the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't remind remind us of them. They're in the sea of forgetfulness. And God, we thank you for it. That our sins are forgiven. Free from sin. And if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Let's receive it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. It flows to the lowest valley. Valley, yeah. Sing it with me. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. Never It'll never will never lose. It will never lose. Hallelujah. It will never lose. It's power. Oh, is that God? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. That is the meal that heals. And we receive communion every first Sunday of the month. But listen, folks, you don't have to wait for us to do Holy Communion. The, the, the early church did it house to house in their homes, regular people just receiving Holy Communion to one another and with one another. And uh, go ahead and receive communion. If you feel a challenge coming on in your body. Receive the Holy Communion. It is a, a meal that heals. We put are put in remembrance of what Christ has done for us. And God gave us that privilege and that opportunity. And we are grateful for it. Amen and amen. Now listen, hang around. we got announcements coming up. I'm going to wish you some happy birthdays for those of you celebrating birthdays in the month of March. And uh, stay tuned until the very end. We'd love you to stay with us right now. I want to extend to you. The opportunity to give, plant, seed, sow in the kingdom of God. Sowing and reaping is the cycle that God has set up for us to constantly walk in the manifestation of blessing. You sow your seed, you have cast your bread upon the water, and the Bible says it's not you just not get getting rid of your money. It's going to come back again after many days. Seed, time and harvest. God says that he will open the windows of heaven for you, pour you out a blessing that you cannot even have room to receive it. And all we have to do is continually sow seed into the good ground of the kingdom of God. And living word is good ground in which to sow your seed. I always want to thank the people who are giving. We can't do what we do without seed sowers and tithers. So I want to say thank you for sowing your seed. Thank you for giving. Thank you for opening up your bowels of compassion for all of the outreaches that we're involved with. Thank God. God, May God continue to bless you. Dawn and I are praying for you for the manifestation of the harvest commensurate with the seed that you plant into the kingdom of God. We've got several ways for you to give. At Living Word, I'm going to give you that new address if you want to mail a check or a money order in a moment. But we have got five ways we're going to go on the screen. You can give through Cash App. Our Cash App handle is dollar sign LWM Cathedral One. That's LWM Cathedral One. Put that dollar sign on there. Matter of fact, I always tell people to take a picture, take a screenshot of the five ways to give so that you can give at any time the Lord blesses you and you're ready. You can also give through Zelle by using the email address, mylivingwordgiving at gmail.com. And I love Zelle because Zelle doesn't charge any fees. Then you can download the Tithely app, T-I-T-H-E, tithe.ly, tithely. And you can give online that way. Just scroll down. Look for Living Word Baltimore. There's a lot of living words, so make sure you get it the right one. Living Word Baltimore, and then follow all of the prompts. If you like to text, you can text to give. Just text the word G-I-V-E, give, to this number. 844-459-0749. Here it is again. 844 459 Four, nine. And here's that new mailing address. You can mail your checks and your money orders made payable to Living Word. And here's our new mailing address 6400 Baltimore National Pike, Suite 170A, PM Box 221, Baltimore, Maryland 21229, or 2821228. Yeah, that's the Catonsville area. That's our new address. Take a screenshot so that you can have it. And remember everybody, follow us all week long on our social media platforms. That's David Brown G51 on Facebook, Instagram, on X, LinkedIn, and on Threads. And uh, LWM Culture Shop on Facebook and Instagram. We have a great time all week long online, talking to one another and having a great time of fellowship. Well, until I see you again, let me pray the benediction, the blessing over you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son in the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, amen. Make this a great Sunday and a great week. See you online, God bless you.